You're listening to episode 147 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here, and today we're going to be talking about showing your face without fear and showing up on live video. I cannot tell you the number of people that ask me about this, the number of people that I hear having issues with this, and trust me, I completely understand because I got it too. It, it was this big, huge thing in front of me. Live video just felt overwhelming and I used to sweat through my shirts anytime I would do live video like people would would be surprised by that when I would tell them they're like oh you look so comfortable but even just getting to the point of of getting comfortable or at least appearing comfortable <laughs> took a lot of practice and as you know I'm, I'm all about the podcasting but video is still important especially for Instagram stories so this doesn't mean that you have to be doing video trainings or YouTube videos but you still need to be showing your face if you're using um, any type of, of online space for your business it doesn't mean that you even necessarily have an online business but if you have a business in general a lot of times you're going to be utilizing the online space to at least talk about it market it uh, advertise for it somehow and this is really important, especially for Instagram stories, because people need to get to know you and podcasting isn't necessarily for everyone, even though it can be an even better way to dip your toe in the water, because with podcasting, you can record in your jammies, and not even care. <laughs> I'm in a bathrobe right now, <laughs> but there are so many different things that you can do to make video work for you and to really get the word out there about your business because of it. So one of the best things that I did to get over my fear of video was committing to doing more video. <laughs> Sounds counterintuitive, right? But this is the thing is, is that it's about practice and putting yourself out there. So two years ago, uh, I, I was still doing the nutrition thing. Um, I used to be a holistic nutritionist for anyone who doesn't uh, already know that about me. And that was how I started my business. And I committed to doing something that I called 31 days of body balance. So it meant that I was going live on Facebook every single day for 31 days. And there was no set amount of time that I was forcing myself to be on video for each day. But each day I was going to address a different topic. So I pre-planned the topic for every day of the month because I knew I wasn't going to have the mental space to figure it out on the fly every day. And basically I just asked friends, I asked family, I asked people in my audience what they want to know most about when it came to nutrition and uh, their bodies. I gathered questions. I was asked the most often online and in real life, all of those different things. And I addressed one question or topic every single day. And it was exhausting, like just mentally exhausting. And, but it, by the end of it, I didn't really give a fuck anymore about going on live video. <laughs> 
And that's the thing. And the other, the other great part about this is that because I committed to doing this publicly, there was no getting out of it. So people were expecting me to show up every single day at the time that I said I was going to show up and I had to do it. Like that, that's one of the best productivity tools you can do is to make something public and then you have to commit to it. You have to show up for that because more than half the battle is simply showing up. You will never get better if you don't try. Again, it's just like anything else, right? So four little things that you can use to get better at live video. Number one is to practice. Number two is to stop caring quite so much about your appearance for videos too, because people want to see the real, the messy. They want to know that you aren't perfect, especially on, on things like Instagram stories, but videos in general, I find these days, like people aren't nearly as attracted to the, the beautiful, glossy, um, perfected images and, and videos. No, like it doesn't need to be highly edited. It doesn't need to, to be, you with full head of, of uh, perfectly done hair and full face of makeup and some beautiful outfit. No, like because people, people can't relate to that as much either. Number three is to not take yourself so damn seriously because no one else is. And number four is don't depend on filters. We, we kind of need to talk about this, especially when it comes to video. Uh, this can obviously apply, apply to photos as well, but when you start depending on filters, it's a dangerous road to go down, especially as a woman and especially as someone who has a mostly female audience because it gives an unrealistic view of what we look like and can create some really disordered ways of thinking because then we expect ourselves to look the, the way that we look when there's an Instagram filter on too. No, like it, it's fine once in a while, something fun, especially because and they have the ones with like, I don't know, little animals or like things that like change your face in a weird way or whatever. That can be fun sometimes, but don't be dependent on them. Here's the thing with live video. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of being judged by others? Or are you afraid of judging yourself? Because I assure you that no one is paying as much attention to you as you are. The number one thing that I get told that people appreciate about me, my brand, my podcast, and my Instagram stories is that I'm relatable. And that's not an accident. I show up exactly as I am. People often meet me in real life and tell me that I'm exactly the same as they know me to be from the online space. And that's what you want to hear. That's what you want people to feel. I stumble over words and then laugh about it in my Instagram stories. Everyone stumbles over words. So why bother trying to pretend it doesn't happen on Instagram stories? There was one I posted a few weeks ago where it's like I literally couldn't get the words out <laughs> and I just laughed about it. I was laughing about it on the stories. I was like, wow, guys, I apparently can't talk today. And then there was something else where I, I stumbled over a word later on in a different story and, and I made a joke about it again. I'm like, wow, like there's something seriously wrong today. What is happening that I cannot speak? And it's funny because that happens to all of us. We all have those days. So why pretend that they don't happen? Because that's just smoke and mirrors. It, that, that is going to happen. I actually know multiple people in the online space that I've met in real life and thought that they were very different than how they showed up online. And to be honest, I usually like them better and way more in real life than online. But there's something about video. We freeze and we think that we have to project a certain image of ourselves. And that's a very poor long-term strategy because eventually it will catch up with you. 
And the people I've met that are very different in real life than online, in my experience, typically aren't growing their businesses as quickly as they would be if they showed up as themselves, in my personal opinion. There are some things that you can do to make videos better too. So again, I'm gonna walk you through a few tips here. There's, there's five things that you can do to make videos better. Number one is good lighting. So if you can, natural light is ideal. Stand near a window, something like that. There's all kinds of, um, there's all kinds of, you know, those, those round lights, the name, the names are escaping me here. And again, this is where most people would edit the podcast episode as well. I'm just going to make this about podcasting too, because it's so similar to video in that sense. This is where most people would edit this out. And I'm, I'm never going to like waste your time with my word stumbles, but I, I really want to make a point here that I can't remember the name, but it's okay because I'll reference it in the show notes and I'm not going to pretend that I never have words escape me, <laughs> right? This, this is part of my point here. But okay, so when it comes to good lighting, there's those, those round lights, those circular lights that you can get on Amazon and stuff. I will reference them in the show notes. You can get small ones that you can actually pop right on your phone, or you can get the larger ones that are like stand-up version as well. Um, and that can be super, super helpful for decent lighting. But lighting is really important when it comes to videos. Natural is, is ideal. But when you can't get natural or if you have to record stuff at night, especially in the winter in certain climates, it's just harder to access natural light, particularly if, if you know, you're, you're tied up during the day or anything like that, then that's a great option. Number two is when you can make subtitles available or if it's an Instagram story, type the text with the gist of what you said to match the story because the majority of people actually listen to stories with the sound off and you don't want to lose them in that way. A lot of times if, if I am watching Instagram stories where there's no text on the story, I will tend to, and, and it's someone talking, I mean, I will tend to just skip by them. Sometimes even if I do have the sound on to be completely transparent, um, I don't know, maybe it's, it's more of a visual thing. Maybe I just prefer reading. Sometimes I do watch them in full, but I definitely prefer it when there is text on them. And there's been research that shows that, that most people actually do. So if you're doing a talking video, put the text on the video with the, the gist of what you said as well. Number three is to have a bit of a story arc. So like a beginning, a middle and an end. For example, uh, I was posting on Instagram stories about an issue I had with an Airbnb I was staying in. And the beginning was talking about the problems that I experienced. The middle was about what I did about it. And then the end was how I resolved it and my new Airbnb. Or a, a bit of a caveat to this is if you're answering a question or you're teaching something, then that's a little bit different, but you can walk people through the answer or response to a question that you got or something that you're trying to teach. Number four is to be yourself. No one is watching you because they want to see someone else. They're watching you because they want to see you. So show up as you. It's the best thing that you can do for yourself, for your business. Trying to be someone else is exhausting. It is absolutely exhausting. So just be yourself and that energy will show through on the video. Number five is to remember who you're speaking to. Who needs to hear what you have to say? Who is your ideal client? Because listen, you're not speaking to the haters or to the ex-boyfriends who are watching your Instagram stories or to those people who are watching because they want to see you fail. You're speaking to the people who want to learn from you, relate to you, grow with you. And there are usually far fewer haters or people watching us for negative reasons than we make up in our own heads too. Let's be honest. 
So quickly through that again, tips to make video uh, videos better. Number one, good lighting. Number two, make either subtitles available or type out the text with the gist of what you said. Number three, have a bit of a story arc, like a beginning, a middle, and an end, uh, or you know, address a certain question or something like that. Number four is to be yourself. And number five is to remember who you're speaking to. Another really common issue that people talk to me about is that they don't know what to discuss on video. And this is part of kind of that, that freezing. Listen, you'll be surprised at what interests people. For example, I stopped posting food photos for a while here in Bali because I thought people must have tired of them. Instead, people started asking me why I wasn't posting them anymore and asked me to start up again. <laughs> it can be the most basic shit. And again, because it makes you relatable or it shows people something that they're interested in learning about too. Think about what, what you like watching on other people's stories. If you really think about that, if you start to pay attention to that, a lot of times it is seriously the most basic stuff ever. It's not life changing information or, you know, earth shattering things that you're watching. No, it's just basic stuff. And we all love it. We love that stuff. That's why we, we love Instagram stories so much in particular, but there's also Instagram lives. There's Facebook lives where you're actually teaching or, or doing something more specific for your business or something like that. But all of these are really, really important. A close friend of mine is starting a, a new business venture and she's been incredibly nervous to show her face in video form online. And she doesn't know what to talk about. And I told her to start with something small, like, <laughs> like the fact that her name was misspelled in her receipt the other day to say kale, which is about probably the farthest possible that you could come from her real name. And we were doubled over laughing about it. And that's the most basic everyday shit that happens to any of us. And it's hilarious. Post it. Who, who fucked up on your, your Starbucks, uh, coffee cup the other day. And it was probably kind of a funny mistake. Post that about post, post about that on your Instagram stories. And you can just start there and see how it goes. See the response that you get as well. Another example with a different friend of mine, she's nervous about showing up on video and she does some interior design. She often has photo shoots in spaces where she's done work in. So I said to her, you know, do, do behind the scenes, like why you chose a certain color combination, particular, um, details to pay attention to small changes that can make a huge difference in a space, show your face and explain this stuff. And it can be super brief too, just, a, you know, one or two 15 second stories. And then you can use Instagram stories at a bit, as a bit of like testing grounds to lead into longer, more substantial videos like Instagram lives and Facebook lives. But 15 seconds will not break you. And even if you do fuck it up, it'll probably be hilarious. People will relate to you on a deeper level because we all fuck up. And most of us either get nervous or have been nervous about doing video at one point or another. And 99% of people who watch will either never even notice what you think you fucked up and, or will forget about it 60 seconds from now. Seriously, <laughs> no one else is going to remember it the way that you will. If you need some inspiration, start jotting a quick note here or there in your, in your phone as random things happen during the day too. And you can keep an ongoing Google doc of questions that you get and answer one per day or, you know, one every other day or something like that from uh, potential clients or like things that are, are more closely related to your business or take a, a bigger piece of content, like a blog, a social media post or a podcast and talk about it or talk about portions of it on your stories or in a Facebook or Instagram live. Something else you can do, do what I did with the 31 days of body balance, commit to going live one time per week at a set day or time 
and announce that date and time publicly so that you have to show up, that you can't avoid it. Listen, I have a challenge for you this week. From the time you listen to this episode, you have three days to post an Instagram story of yourself talking. That's generous, by the way. In fact, I probably would prefer to tell you 24 hours. Let's change that. You, <laughs> you have 24 hours to post an Instagram story of yourself talking from the time you listen to this episode. And you aren't allowed to re-record, even if you fuck it up a bit. Even if you mess it up, you are not allowed to re-record. The next level challenge is to show your face in your stories every day for a week. Okay, show your face in your stories every day for a week. And then the next challenge after that, commit to going live at a certain date and time. And if you have to change your shirt afterwards because you sweat through it, it's fine. We've all been there. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> so from the time you listen to this, to this episode, you have 24 hours to post an Instagram story of yourself talking. Don't re-record it. Then show your face in your stories every day for a week. And after that, commit to going live at a particular date and time. And I've got some other episodes here to reference that could be really helpful kind of paired up with this one. Number uh, 96 with uh, my friend Marsha Van Weinsberg, when we're perfect, we're not relatable. That's a really great episode to listen to with this. Uh, number 122, the algorithm is working for you, social media 101. Episode 125 about repurpose that shit, stop being a content machine. And episode 134, shutting down the imposter syndrome that keeps you stuck. Okay, I'm gonna reference all of those. So episode 96, 122, 125, and 134. I'm gonna reference all of those in the show notes and those will relate really, really well to this episode and kind of give you even more reason and, and more to go on about working through some of these blocks that you're having about showing up for, for yourself, for your people, and how live video can be not as scary as you think it needs to be. Okay, so I can't wait to see these videos start coming through. Tag me in them, please. Tag me in your Instagram stories. So I'm over at Emily Goff Coach on Instagram. Tell me that you, you know, show me and, and tell me that you are taking me up on the challenge. I have faith in all of you. You can all do this. I know that you can. And someone needs to hear what you have to say, or maybe someone just needs a laugh today. And it doesn't mean that you need to be some comedian. I don't even think of myself as terribly funny, but people tell me that I, I come across as quite funny sometimes. So that's fine. I make myself laugh sometimes. So if it makes somebody else laugh at the same time, perfect. <laughs> so take me up on this challenge. You have 24 hours and go. Thank you so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. I'm so incredibly grateful that you took the time because it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so that I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with brand new episodes, and I am looking forward to growing with you. 